buy or sell for the Minnesota Wild at the deadline? Well, if you ask us, probably more of a sell. We'll discuss why on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we discuss buy or sell for the Minnesota Wild at the deadline with Wyatt Guerin. We'll take a look at some names that the Wild have been linked to, if they're good fits, if they're not, and if the Wild do sell, We'll talk about some names that could be on the move. Today's episode of Lockdown Wild is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Elite friend of the show, Wyatt Guerin, joins us here, and we're recording right after the loss to the Colorado Avalanche and Wyatt. Uh, I've I've come up with the perfect way to, I think, summarize where the Wild are at right now. It was about the best that they could give, and it was not enough. That game was a, uh, a microcosm of what this team is about right now. It's just not enough goal scoring, and they just cannot keep pace in this league right now. Yeah, five on five. You may as well call one on five because you got you got one, maybe two guys that can drive a play right now, and it's it's so obvious. It hurts. <laughs> like yeah, it's it's dicey, and we're getting closer to the trade deadline, and we've seen Bill Guerin preach patience with this current roster, wanting to see if this team can fight its way out of its current woes to determine whether or not it's going to be a buy deadline or a sell deadline. And so 16th of February, where are you at right now? Should the wild buy? Should they sell lateral moves? What do you think? Don't buy. Don't do that. Don't buy. (laughs) Good God. Don't do not give up draft picks or young assets right now. Don't do that. But at the same time, we don't have a lot of assets to sell off. Um, The Wild right now are in this weird state that you don't see a lot in professional sports, like a transition team, where they're good enough that they shouldn't be unloading players that have value but they're also not good enough to actually want to unload assets to get better so however you want to quantify that i i don't envy bill garen right now he's got 
he's got a tough, tough job right now, man. Yeah, and it's 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 a twofold thing because he made the decision to get rid of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter uh, shortly after he got here. Now it was, I think, a, a year after he got here that that decision was made to improve the team chemistry and to start to try to cultivate this roster into one that uh, that he wanted to see as a viable contender uh, in the Western Conference. We saw a little bit of that last year, although it came up short against the St. Louis Blues. This is a team right now that is stuck in between styles of play. You have a team last year that was so score-oriented, was so flashy, flashy not Identity-based. Yeah, not in a bad sense flashy. Flashy is good. I like flashy. They were a flashy team last year that had dynamic scoring. And you now have a team that is, because of their offensive deficiencies, trying to really slow things down, be more physical, and trying to, you know, trying to be that immovable object to their opponent's unstoppable force. But they don't really have the full complement of players to do that while also not having the full complement of players to be the unstoppable force. So they're just they're stuck in between. I never thought I would use physics ever again in my life, but it just was too perfect of an opportunity there. They're not the immovable object. They're not the unstoppable force. They're stuck in between, and now Bill Guerin needs to decide which way do we go. And it's this is just when you wish you had the Kevin Fiala on the team because it there is only one guy right well there's two guys there's Kirill Kaprizov and Yul Eriksson are the only two guys that are producing any type of offense for this team right now and ninety percent of that is coming on the power play so and say what you want about Billy G buying out. Parisi and Suter, but it happened, and we can't just sit here and be like, "Well, he shouldn't have done that." Whether he should have, should have, or shouldn't have, it happened. So now we're in a spot where we're gonna have to deal with the ramifications of that, either way. So to me, it just it, it makes no sense to try to go out and obtain any type of rental player or negative contract asset that is not probably going to get you past the first round of the playoffs at best. Yeah, and you're in a situation where you really can't afford to take on any sort of salary beyond this season. Not at all. Now, the Wild do have some cap space this year. I think it's $11.7 million, um, according to The Athletic, in a piece that we'll reference here in a little bit. So they have money right now. But the options out there, I, I think, I'm just going to say it, I think Bo Horvat was the guy. He was the guy if we had, he was the guy if we had Fiala's money. 
but we weren't going to have Fiala's money because we didn't have Fiala's money, and if we had Fiala's money, it would have gone to Fiala. Co- correct. Yeah, that's so that's spot on. What What do you do? Like that would that would that was a perfect situation. We just don't have we don't have the funds to do it. Even Lou Lamorello said he signed him, and he was like, "Is too for too much and too long." Like, yeah, the Wild weren't gonna be able to do that. No, the, there was no way they were gonna be able to match that. The Fiala contract situation, we've talked about it at length. If we want to count that as a mistake by Bill Guerin, I'm not gonna hold people back from doing that. But at the same time, there were a lot of different things that went into that than simply There's more at play there. Yeah. Too. He wanted to be in a big market. There's more which, at play with the Fiala situation than simply you need to free up X amount of money to, yeah, we're we're it not. Was get, it was it was it came to a point where they would have had to overpay to keep Kevin Fiala. Yeah, I, as I, good as he is, you would have had to overpaid him for him to be here. Yeah. Main main point being that he is a large reason as to why the offense has struggled so badly this year was because he was a driver of offense. And so a team without a lot of guys that can drive offense and has gotten pretty good to great goaltending all season, still has a mostly good decor, although... Um, you have a few guys on that decor that are a journey, to say the least. And so you've got all these pieces together. You've got the power play that you didn't have last year. You got the goaltending you didn't have last year. But the offense that you wished you would have had is gone. And so, you know, all those things considered, a team that. I, I don't know. I, I still believe that this is a team that is more than one piece from being a um, a potential playoff team this year. And so I just... It's multiple forward pieces. This de- the, the defensive core could get by fine. I, I would say the defensive core, as shaky as it can be sometimes, it's, it's a Western Conference final level decor. There's just not enough offense right now. Yeah. And you add that to decisions like taking Kalen Addison out of the lineup tonight when you knew Alex Goligoski was going to get... I mean, Nathan McKinnon had to be licking his chops knowing Goligoski was in tonight. And I can't even fault Dean for that. That's the thing, because they've been so bad lately that he's like, I have to try something. Yeah. Like, that's just the spot we find ourselves in now. Yeah, it's... I, I talked about this in pregame before the Avs game in that Kalen Addison's not he's not to blame for all the woes on the back end of that decor, but he hasn't helped. Con- he hasn't contributed in a good way defensively. So yeah, I it's it, but when you're when you're lacking so much offense and you take off the guy that has the most power play assists like. It, you're getting to a situation where, okay, well, now we're damned if we do, damned if we don't, because we're going to either gain offense or lose offense and hopefully gain defense. But I would say we don't even gain that with Goligoski. Yeah, it's it's not an ideal situation and furthermore leads to our point of probably not buying. But just for the sake of 
devil's advocate, if the Wild were to buy, let's say they, let's say they go on like a twelve-game winning streak between now and the trade deadline. I don't even know if there are twelve games between now and the trade deadline. That seems like a lot. That I think it's March third. So yeah, you got about two weeks. Let's say let's say the Wild be a packed schedule. It'd be a, ten games. We'll, we'll call it ten games. Yeah, let's say the Wild go ten and zero in their next ten games up to the trade deadline. You're like, okay, and well, that changes things. <laughs> players, players that had not been scoring are offense looks good. And again, long shot for this to happen, but just for the sake of arguments, let's take a look at some of the guys who are potentially out there for the wild to buy. And so we'll, uh, we'll play take it or leave it with some names out there on the market right now, as we continue today's episode of lockdown wild after this. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you by the exclusive sportsbook partner of Locked on. That, of course, is FanDuel. And now is the perfect time for you to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line and point scorers to three-pointers and goals all through the winter seasons. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash on. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA, the NHL, and Locked On. Continuing today's episode of Locked On Wild, once again, thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol and Wyatt Guerin here talking trade deadline. And so we're just going to assume that the Wild get things to the point where Bill Guerin says, all right, I'll buy. I'll bite. And uh, courtesy of Joe Smith and Michael Russo, they put together a little list of players potentially available for the Wild to look at or players that the Wild have been linked to at the trade deadline. So we're just going to play take it or leave it with the names that are out there. And we're going to start with one that has generated a lot of buzz, but I think we're both on the same page. Here we go. Patrick Kane. I uh, I wouldn't touch Patrick Kane with a ten foot pole right now for this team. He's yeah. a great player. Any team would love to have a Patrick Kane, but this team doesn't need a Patrick Kane right now. I will put it this way: for the price you have to pay, you're over you're overpaying because there are going to be other teams involved. Now, do I think his primary? team the New York Rangers is out of the running yes which I think impacts his market but you're not getting the same Patrick Kane from previous you're getting a guy who I think is an elevated level of what has been an issue you're getting a guy who can score but is not scoring at the levels he used to and that is he's on the decline yeah he's on the back nine of his career that's just he won three cups. He's honestly he deserves to tell the Blackhawks to 
he, he can do whatever he wants at this point in his career. But it seems like he wants to leave. It does. And it just, I think he is a player that would come in and would just be a similar, similar to the issues that have plagued the Wild this year. Now, granted, Patrick Kane obviously has a very lengthy resume as opposed to some of the guys on this team, Ryan Hartman, Marcus Foligno, who are not scoring goals that scored goals last year. So you get a guy who has shown that he can score, but I just, I don't know. I don't know that him added to this mix as a winger, I don't know that that does more than just gives you a couple of... I don't know if that solves the issues. I just don't. You want to know what the worst part about trading for him would be? You're going to take on a negative contract asset, give the Blackhawks at least your first-round pick this year, probably another high draft pick, and at least a B-level prospect. Give up all that and help your division rival tank for Connor Bedard by making their team worse. You're nuts. Don't do it. Unless you think you're one Patrick Kane away from a legitimate Stanley Cup run, don't do it. Yeah, I... I don't want Connor Bedard in the Central Division. I no. don't. I don't even want him in the West. <laughs> yeah, send him out East. Go get him, Columbus. He's yours. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm going to leave it on Patrick Kane again. If I'm Kevin Adams in uh, Buffalo right now, though, I, I'm... Bring in Chicago off the hook. Try to get the hometown guy home. They can have him. They can have him. We don't uh, We don't need to go down that road. Uh, so we're leaving on Patrick Kane. Anthony Duclair of the Florida Panthers. Take it or leave it. I'm going to leave it. Um, Duclair, he's a, he's a good player. Uh Injury prone for sure, and I just think adding another middle six guy again for what you're going to give up and what the return's going to be, just it, it doesn't. This is just one that doesn't move the needle very much for me. Yeah, I I agree. I I feel like in order for that to happen, you'd have to have someone else go off the roster and then bring him yeah, in. That'd be more of like a hockey trade. Yeah, I I agree, but I'll just go leave it there because, again, I, I think another issue that this team has is they've got a lot of guys that fit in that middle to bottom six category and not a lot of guys that fit in the top six currently. Someone and, told me the other day, I, for, I don't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, yeah, the Wild have no depth. I'm like, no, the Wild have plenty of depth. They don't have any top-end talent right now. Correct. But they have plenty of depth. Yeah, Depth is not a problem. It's just no. you've got a bunch of guys filling out the roster that are middle to bottom You're six. Too many guys to play roles that they're just not able to play. As good as Freddie Gaudreau has been this year, he's a third liner, maybe on a Stanley Cup team. Um, Sam Steele playing first line center was. I mean, I I thought Sam Steele. When we signed him, I was like, okay, this is a good reclamation project. He can slot in the bottom six, see how he does, and then they're throwing him in between 
Kaprizov and Zuccarello. Yeah. And then he gets crap for it. Like, it's his fault that he's, like, okay, throw him to the Wolves, see what he can do. But at some point, like, he's just not ready for that role. Yeah, it's it's not a perfect product. But um, it these these losses are going to, I think, lead to the changes we're all looking for. So that's the, that's the silver lining we take is that at some point, it's going to be too many losses, and at some point it's, okay, we got to make some big changes here. Yeah. So that's that's what we hang our hats on. Now, another one, and this is interesting because I think this is one where if the circumstances were different with the salary cap, this probably happens. Brock Besser, who is obviously one of us, um, wants to come here but there just is really no way to make it work with the additional years on his contract. There's been discussions of Jordan Greenway being sent back to Vancouver to offset some of the money. Honestly, if it were any other sort of cap situation than what the Wild are currently in, I'd probably say yes to this. I I agree. I think this is a take it. Like This is one where your heart says take it, but logically it's just not going to work. Yeah, I mean, again, he, if they had the money to be able to fit Brock Besser's contract in the team, they'd have Kevin Fiala. Correct. Yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, he he would certainly be a fit, but yeah, money wise, it's just it's not going to work. So we'll we'll put him in the leave it category. Uh, one other one that has been linked to the Wild as well, uh, courtesy of Elliot Friedman. James Van Riemsdyk of the Philadelphia Flyers. Take or leave. This is more of an interesting one because I don't think you really have to give up necessarily a whole lot. And if the price tag's low, bring him in, see what he's about. As if you, I'll take it if you can get it for cheap. I'm talking like fourth round pick. Like, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's Chuck Fletcher, so who knows what he's thinking? Um, I, I'll take, I'll take it. it. He'd be a better center option than literally anyone else on the roster. So I'll take it if the price is right. But again, it doesn't move the needle a whole lot for me. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Is he is a player on the final year of his deal, so you don't have to worry about salary beyond this year. Um, like you said, price takes probably low, but problem with that is that he has not been playing well as of late in terms of goal scoring, which is what you need. And yeah, again, not a player that really gets you, I think, to where you need to go. He's a Freddie Goodrow type player at this point in his career. And so I'll probably, with this one, I'll probably say leave it too. Just Yeah, unless you unless you give up minimal assets, leave it. Minimum, yeah. If, you, if Billy calls up Chuck Fletcher and says, hey, fourth round pick for JVR, and he says deal, I won't be mad. But that, that'd be the most. I'd be maybe like conditional third. Like they get the third if he plays so many games and has so many points or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, it, I, I mean, if Fletcher said, well, if you take the salary off our hands, you can just have him, I'd be like, All right, okay. I, I, 
can't hurt at this point. Yeah. I'll try anything, but... But it's it's looking more likely that the Wild go lateral to sell. And so we'll discuss those options, including the potential that Bill Guerin just plays money broker at the deadline and uh, takes on some contracts that are expiring with some picks attached to them. We'll talk about all that to finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. Seth Topol and Wyatt Guerin continuing our chat about the Wilds trade deadline approach. Okay, so no buying. The sell approach. Who in your minds needs to go? I don't... I wouldn't say anyone's a need to go right now, but... It does sound like Jordan Greenway's on his way out. It almost sounds like a foregone conclusion at this point, which sucks because, I mean, you see that flash every once in a while where you're like, man, this guy could really be a special power forward in the NHL. But it's just so few and far between. And it's not like he's overpaid or he's on a decent contract, very movable contract. I just think, the team might be a little fed up with, okay, we're, we're done waiting on you. Let's get you a change of scenery and see if we can get something better in return than we would. But that's the other problem. He's probably got the lowest trade values ever had in his whole career right now. Yeah, he, he really does. And had the, uh, the wide open birdie putt right in front of the net. Just could not handle it, and I, I loud, I yelled loudly at my TV at that one. Um, but yeah, that, that's another part of this equation too that's frustrating. Is you want to see some moves being made, but Jordan Greenway, Matt Dumba, their trade value just continues to nosedive, exponential decay. With this stretch of games in which nobody's scoring goals is if Jordan Greenway's not contributing points, his biggest asset that he is able to bring to a team is size and physicality. And like you said, you don't see it all that often. Yeah, it's... I really hate to say it because I I was so high on him as a prospect, but it's starting to become one of those situations where Looks like Tarzan plays like Jane, which is that that phrase is used a lot in the NFL, but it just describes him so perfectly sometimes where it's like you see a guy that's a foot shorter than him, just rub him off the puck and you're like, oh, just use your size, man. Like, yeah, it's not great. It's tough. Um, so Greenway, Dumba. Dumba's going to be gone at the end of the season regardless. Right. I think any deal made at this deadline is going to be a hockey trade. And what I mean by that is you're going to see a roster player or two shipped out for someone who can come in and maybe make an impact. Someone who's young and fits in the the salary cap, has room to improve in the future and can be ready and hit his full potential 
when we get out of these Parisian suitor buyout hits. I like that idea. Um, I had a couple. I had a couple of names actually that I thought would fit this, but just to throw them out, I know uh, Tyler Bertuzzi. He's been linked to trade rumors, and that's a guy that I think would be interesting to bring into this team if you were to trade someone like Jordan Greenway, just to mix it up because he kind of plays that the role you'd want to see Greenway play, but maybe a little better, a little more scoring touch, could be interesting there. One of my big things, but literally right before today, because the Red Wings just called up Jacob uh, Verana, and the whole thing was that they were going to leave him in the AHL. So my idea was see if you can get him for cheap, put him in the lineup. It's just another scoring option that maybe you can spark him, but now they just called him up, so it doesn't sound like that'll be a move. And I I don't think Bill's going to touch the decor because, I mean, the sexy name on the market right now is Jacob Chikrin. I've, by the way, never seen a guy get literally the Twitter account for the Coyotes say he's scratched for trade-related reasons. Yeah. I've never seen that before. And then literally the other night, Gavrikov on the Blue Jackets, same thing with the Blue Jackets Twitter account. I've never seen that up until this year. A team just blatantly saying, yeah, he's not playing because we're trading him. Jeez. But you're not going to trade for a defenseman right now. They're... Their best option, and this is a Hail Mary, is that the Gophers get bounced early in the NCAA tournament. Brock Faber comes in and is a revelation mm-hmm. on the blue line. That's that that's the Hail Mary attempt that could maybe do anything to this decor right now. Yeah, you're you're pretty locked in with what you have and they're just there's not a lot of options short of This is a of... great year to be a buyer for rentals and bigger name players that can make a difference in the playoffs. This is not a year to be a buyer in the sense that the wild could be a buyer as in hockey trades for younger players. It's just not a good year for it. Yeah. And we're, we're missing. There is one key element to this that can really throw a wrench in to where plans get thrown out the window entirely at the deadline, and that is the major injury that a playoff contender sustains to where the thing, the one thing that Matt Dumba offers at this point. Experience. He play, he's got experience. He plays a hefty amount of minutes. He can play in any situation. There's going to, there may be a team that suffers an injury. I don't know, Edmonton. Throw them out there or just team, as an example. A team that loses out on the Chikrin sweepstakes and gets desperate. There could be at a this t- point. You, you don't know. Like anyone could call Billy and you talk. I mean, right now anyone's. Everybody's got a price besides Kaprizov, in my opinion. So, and Wallstead. Don't sell Wallstead. No. Don't. Other than those two, everyone's got a price right now. Yeah. It, it's it's just going to come down to those final few days before the deadline. So, as it stands right now, we're pushing towards lateral to sell. And by lateral, I mean free up some spots, get some young guys up to inject some life, or as you alluded to, 
some hockey trades that bring in some younger guys that Stop maybe scratching Mason Shaw. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, that's that's a really good idea that just absolutely set me off. Um, Call up Sammy Walker. Let's, let's do some things. But it's it's all going to come down to the final few days before the deadline. Bill Guerin is attentively watching to try to figure out what this team needs to do. And if there's one thing we know about Bill Guerin, whatever he thinks needs to be done, he's going to do it. Man, how priceless was it when they scored while they had him on in the second intermission tonight? Oh, I could feel it through the TV, just the the heat coming off of him. Yeah. Because they showed him, like, right before the first intermission, they said they were going to bring him on, and he was just up there stewing. He was, oh. He's not having a good time, and neither is anybody else. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens, but that is going to do it. For today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the NHL. Free and available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Just like Locked on Wild, so make sure you subscribe and follow us everywhere you listen or watch your podcasts and follow us on social media as well. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.